It's been a week. <laughs> and with that, I say, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly <laughs> geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and joining me this week is Shouse. Say hi. Hey. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Oh, that's nice. Uh, oh, beautiful as well, summer. is it? It's very hot, and I'm Pokemon going, and I... Yeah, oh, you're yeah. very hot. <laughs> I, I've stopped for the past couple of days, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, also joining us is Steve. Hey, Steve. Hi. I didn't tell you to say hi, Steve, because I, I know I was waiting. That. I was I waiting for it, and I it ru- just didn't make sense this time. It's, I ruined it for you, and I'm I did lost. that on purpose. So there. I'm lost. I don't know what to do now for the rest of the episode. <laughs> don't worry. It'll be like uh, every episode for uh, us. Anyway, <laughs> also joining us is Hawk. Hey, Hawk. Hey, guys. How's it, How's it going? going? It's going okay. Have you guys been playing Alien Nation? Uh, yes. Only when you Very guys cool. are online. Uh, mostly my attention has been wrapped up in Absolver, as you guys Yeah, know. let's not talk about that game. No, I'm just joking. Um, Alien Nation, Hawk, by the way, you have dropped out of the top uh, people in our rankings. So oh, no. you're not going to level up. You got you to gotta level up, man. All right. Well, but, I'm, I'm starting to reach that uh, the, uh, my kind of boiling point with uh, Absolver. It seems like I can't really get any further in it. And... Yeah, you know, it's a good experience. I recommend it anybody try it. Is that a is that a game you can play with people? Oh yeah, most definitely. The entire world is online, so you can hook up with friends. You can join each other's. You can form your own fighting school and invite other players to join it. Uh, now, now explain this. Why would I play Absolver when I could play Warframe instead? Because um, <laughs> those are space ninjas. Right. These are just, you know, simple uh, martial arts guys. Kind of, It's almost like a martial arts Western in a very small little space. But the online uh, PvP is, is really challenging and fun and addictive. You have not convinced me. <laughs> Great sales pitch. Great sales pitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm probably going to check it out sometime this week. But that's neither here nor there because we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Marvel 10 which is for those who don't know, Marvel uh, Studios has just has started celebrating their ten years as being a film studio, starting you know with Iron Man back way in two thousand and eight. I really should have pulled yep, up two thousand eight of all yeah, of the yeah Marvel. I've films. got the list. Oh, awesome! Yes, and then to last week, um, last week's Ant Man and the Wasp, which was a fantastic movie, right? Mm-hmm. Shows uh, as I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that ending! Uh, wow! Still need oh, to see it. man, I can't believe how many people died right. everywhere. No, I'm anyway, all of them. Or am I? So many mm-hmm. ants get stepped on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so we decided to do an episode talking about the influence of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on film, and you know, talk about you know the highs and lows of the last ten years and. You know, it's been fairly influential in, you know, the cinematic realm, cinematic realm on movies in general, blockbusters, especially, especially since they've been um, dropping three movies a year for the past couple of years. And since one of their movies topped one and a half billion dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Infinity. Black Panther made one point three. Um, Infinity War actually passed two. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It just keep it, it's going to keep climbing until the end of this month when it reaches a uh, digital 
slash Pirate Bay. Right. Um, but um, so let, let's just talk about it in general, like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nothing that has really happened in film before, like nothing mm-hmm. has been this um, wide and encompassing as you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is there anything else you could think of, like that has happened in film that sort of has like been like um, this? The only thing in the history of film uh, that had a similar pattern, but I wouldn't say um, utilized to the same success, although I guess we'd have to compare the numbers, um, you know, uh, based off of inflation and whatnot. But uh, uh, back in the day, Universal actually did do a lot of crossovers and in their own way created like a monster movie uh, cinematic universe with their uh, uh, werewolf um the uh, Dracula and uh, Frankenstein's monster crossover, Invisible Man, Invisible Man, even had Abbott and, Ske- and Costello, you know, crossover with him. But, but you know, like there, I don't know if there was any real continuity, but you, you kind of came to expect the same actors to bring those characters uh, back uh, into these crossovers. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't really the same because there wasn't a, you know, a, a, like an overarching story, but at the same time, there was a, a kind of a family. Uh, of characters there so i think that would be the closest yeah and and like um the universal actually tried to do that again just this past year with the dark universe because they did this whole big um reveal of this dark universe they made a a new logo new music and like yeah they they cast all of these people for these movies well they started with the mummy with tom cruise but they wanted to expand to all these other Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Films and they cast people in those films. Yeah. Unfortunately, that that movie suffered like yeah. greatly in. Uh, it in, fell uh, flat on its face. Let's just be. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was a bad movie. Like yeah. I ended up watching it, and like it it brought in some good ideas. Like I liked the idea of Russell Crowe being uh, Jekyll and Hyde, um, and being the head of their shield. But um, mm-hmm. other than that, like it was just it was garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah. I, was in wa- fact- I was sorry. I was wishing for uh, Brendan Fraser to like show up and make mm-hmm. it happier. Mm. Well, in fact, um, they had actually tried to launch it earlier with, uh, I think it was Dracula. On, uh, Dracula uh, Zero. Yeah, Dracula <laughs> Untold. And uh, and the movie just uh, didn't uh, make any impression at all. So they were like, okay, well, nobody even noticed this one. So I guess this time we've got to, you know, grab like a big actor. And so they, they landed on Tom Cruise and they decided, okay, this is the reboot, reboot uh, of our Dark Universe project. And um, and then it, it utterly, completely failed so there's no denying this time that i think uh the dark universe is over but i feel like um i feel like marvel like the influence of their cinematic universes um also made other like properties feel like yeah you know what maybe we should branch out like that um Mm -hmm. you even see it in like film and tv like they're trying to do the crossovers now like marvel has their um abc shows and they also have their netflix shows and now they're moving off to even other um different networks with runaways and with um cloak and dagger um can you think of any other other than well i guess we can talk about dc dc also tried to do this who wants to go into that that whole dc eu type thing uh, wow well, someone else want to pick pick that one we, up we, it could even be a short thing like they they they've just they tried to do it too fast uh, <laughs> yeah basically go ahead uh, basically, like I thought, they would have been off to a great start with Batman Begins, you know, uh, and like how well they translated like a, a newer version of that uh, that character to like a, the 21st century kind of sensibilities. Um, 
and again, like same year as as Iron Man was released, was the Dark Knight in that. DC had an incredible opportunity in that to create their own franchise in that. I don't quite know where to put my finger on where it went. It derailed in that. I guess Man of Steel. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even like yeah. even, even using the stewardship of Chris Nolan just couldn't seem to really kind of cohesively gel something like you know people would want but they didn't more. really right he was there as a reference if yeah. they wanted to but they didn't really use him right no um, no i didn't all, Zack Snyder all the way yeah um, go ahead no i was just gonna ask uh shows what he thought of uh the man of steel film because he looks pensive in his uh webcam right now well, it's it's like I mean, with any of the DC stuff, I feel like they just didn't have the same sort of vision that that Marvel was able to put together, right? Yeah, and they didn't have a Kevin Feige. Yeah, like like you you would see like I mean, any of the DC movies you want to bring up as an example, like it, it almost seemed like they were they were their own little silo. They were their own little thing that they want to make this movie, want to make that movie, and and it just each one was so different from the others that you you didn't really feel like you had anything to grab onto the same way you could with the Marvel. Hmm. Marvel didn't always have it so easy in that, you know, it, it was a rough start for mm-hmm. them, but they were pioneers even as obviously even as far back as like the nineties and that played. Well, we sh- should be a little careful about attaching, you know, some of those earlier projects because yeah, Marvel studios is a specific thing. Yeah. Marvel movies is a whole other discussion, which I think we could have a whole episode on. Uh, and yeah. I think, you know, it's going to come up. Uh, I, I definitely want to reference some of those earlier films. But yeah, we, we should be careful because with, with the DC side, there's definitely been activity uh, in which they are trying to replicate what's going on with Marvel Studios specifically. Yeah, I feel uh, like they, they, they failed largely. But sorry, go ahead, Eric. I feel like they, they tried to go because of the Dark Knight and the Batman Begins and all those films. They wanted to go dark and grounded. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what... Um, you know, Superman is, he's not a dark and grounded or not a dark yeah. character. He can be a grounded character, um, but he doesn't have to be a dark character. He shouldn't be a dark character. Like I said, uh, in many, many previous episodes, he needs to be that beacon of light in a, you know, yeah. in a dark world. Yeah. Um, but we don't need to talk about DC. Yeah, that, it's making me sad because I well, love that, those characters and it's just, yeah, that's, that's a whole other discussion. Definitely. And uh, I do think that, yeah, starting with uh, man of steel, I think they, they definitely went on the wrong footing, even if that was the plan to create like a, a unified cinematic universe and they've been rushing it ever since. And I think that's, that's really all that needs to be said about it. They're, they're going too fast and uh, we'll see. They finally changed their upper management because uh, they had a lot of problems uh, behind the scenes. And and I think that will bring us back to Marvel Studios uh, because the difference between all the attempted creations of cinematic universes and the Marvel c- cinematic universe is all the other uh, studios do not have uh, Kevin Feige. And, uh, yeah. and that is the quintessential difference because there's been either too much committee work at the top or no unified vision of how to proceed and uh and that's been the defining factor too many chefs unified vision yeah exactly um so let's 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 move off of uh how everyone has been trying to uh make these whole connected universe type things in film and tv now and let's uh Mm-hmm. Let's move into the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe itself. Um, uh, so back at back, hmm, sorry. Let's uh, go to Iron Man and that back. That's what I was gonna do. Damn it! Oh my my job Yay. to do it. What I'd really like to point out is that uh, not to harp on harp on DC and that, but 
they failed to recognize that uh, for a blockbuster movie to really succeed in that, you know, dark and depressing is not the way to go. And this is where Iron Man succeeded in that. Mm -hmm. uh, it allowed like a lot of humor and warmth in its characters and that, that you couldn't find in a DC project. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about um, the first, the first movie of phase one, the Iron Man released in 2008, directed by uh, John Favreau, mm -hmm. who was also in the film as happy, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Um, what do you guys think? Like uh, when when do you remember seeing that movie the first time? Oh, absolutely! Mm -hmm. uh, what an yes. experience! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with shows because he's been a little quiet here, and you know, yeah, we got we got Postman out there into the in the summer. Sure, yeah. Oh, Iron Man! Like I remember seeing that in the theater, and and honestly, I didn't know much about Iron Man's origin prior to seeing that movie, and I feel like the the cinematic universe may have actually introduced a lot of people to these characters that maybe if they weren't as familiar with the comics, um, they, they get a chance to experience the characters uh, and, and maybe get interested. Like I know I got interested in the comics. I got interested in the stories uh, after, after seeing the movies, but with, I mean, with Iron Man, like, right. right like I, I remember the moments in, in the cave at the beginning of that movie where, when he was taken uh, prisoner and he was building the Iron Man suit and, and just thinking, wow, like this, this is this is like it's suspenseful but it's it's you know it's kind of heartwarming it's kind of there's a little bit of humor in there and and, and for me it sort of set the tone and then like the rest of the movie was just like a, a wild ride and i was like wow i'm i'm hooked on these uh, superhero movies you know i mean iron man did the did the job that it was supposed to do i think at least for me what about you uh hawk uh, for me, uh, what really, truly uh, gelled the movie together, obviously, was Robert Downey Jr. in that. And this is the role he was pretty much born to play. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know like, how familiar mm -hmm. you were with Robert Downey Jr. throughout the 90s and that. But uh, he, was, he was a genius who personal flaws started to derail his life and his career. Mm -hmm. uh, which is mm -hmm. kind of I remember when they, um, when they cast him and I sat there and I was like, wow, mm -hmm. they pretty much just made the real life... Uh, Tony Stark. Um, I, Tony Stark and <laughs> yes, play that yeah. role. Like it's crazy because he 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 lived that life pretty much. You can't yeah. think of anyone else in that role. No, no, he had to go. Yeah, he he was perfect. And I remember there was a little bit of a controversy just because he had fallen from the, like, well, from the from fallen from grace pretty much the sure. past couple like yeah he's years. he's uh he's uninsurable um uh, as an actor uh due to all his history so there was a lot of risk involved too um casting him because uh, there could be a huge liability if he uh he couldn't stay in the project right yeah props to favreau for fighting for him to mm -hmm. be uh to be stark because he he has carried all of the well, not carried all the films but he has been like the cornerstone of the, yes. you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah. and props yeah. to Downey. I mean, like, it, 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 like even throughout all those struggles and that, he was still a, 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 he still worked a lot and always on like kind of broad projects and that that you know showed off his skills and that. Um, his '90s list is like you know a, like just a crazy list of working with like a, some of the biggest like auteur talents in Hollywood and that. Um, you guys remember Shortcuts? Yeah, yeah. The Robert Altman film? Nope. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> he, nope. he turned in a magnificent performance in that. Anyway. But it, 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 I don't know if people... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't know if people remember um, 2008. It was 10 years ago. 
but like comic book films were falling from grace at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, they had Batman Begins, but like we had the fi- the Fantastic Fours yes. at that point. Mm-hmm. The X Men films were dying. How many Spider Mans had we had by that point? Oh, we had it was still. Um, <laughs> that was the time when we had Spider Man Three. So yeah, um, the bad one. So you know, it wasn't in a, it wasn't in a good light, and Iron Man just brought it out of that. Plus, they had that. Plus, they started building that universe by having a post credit scene, mm-hmm. which you know now it seems like every other film has it. Mm-hmm. But back then, not really. No. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, and having uh, Sam Jackson as Nick Fury was such a good casting. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it a stroke. Especially of you. Yeah. wrong casting Samuel Jackson in films. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. in uh, in the Ultimate Universe for Marvel, they actually took Samuel Jackson's likeness for Nick Fury. Like they asked him for it. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was yeah, a lot of people <laughs> don't remember that. Uh, yeah, Nick Fury used to be white, um, and it was the uh, the Ultimate version, Nick Fury, the original Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. He 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 is still white in the in the Marvel universe, but they also have yes a black one. Now yeah, in the alternate because, reality. Yes. No, they they don't have um the ultimate one anymore. Like mm-hmm. that that universe crashed. Oh yeah. And burned. Like they, it's too complicated to get into, and I really don't. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I was going to say though about Iron Man. Um, I yeah. mean, since you sort of mentioned a few things there, I just wanted to jump in on it. Um, so I think one thing that they did uh, do differently, um which the successful comic book movies leading up to it also did um, compared with the ones that were uh, kind of failing and, and causing a wavering in the superhero genre. Um, I, I think this applies to all the comic book movies over the last 30 years. Um, and it's that a lot of, I think producers um, in Hollywood, uh, they make all the important decisions uh, when it comes down to it, who's going to shoot it, who's going to be in it. And uh, the look and feel of the film is determined by them as well. And the reason this is an important point is I think a lot of producers at the time didn't really understand comic book properties. Like they, they had a sort of a, a, a gut feeling for what the audience wants. And uh, I think a lot of them treated comic books with a certain amount of disdain and a certain amount of disrespect and thought, oh, this stuff is for kids, you know, and it's too weird, you know, like this is not going to appeal to, you know, the broadest you know, audience, and we need to make money on this thing. So let's, let's mess with it a little bit. And I think that something that is consistent with the Marvel movies, uh, in particular, uh, for Marvel Studios, is that they have been, uh, I think, uh, quite uh, accurate in keeping the essential qualities of those characters uh, correct. They haven't messed with them. I mean, obviously, there's some slight changes here and there. But the, the quintessential thing that makes Captain America, Captain America is there. The quintessential thing that makes uh, Iron Man, you know, uh, his particular brand of, you know, hero, flawed hero uh, is there. And um, I I just wanted to just as an example, um, uh, uh, there were a couple films that uh, that failed. um, And uh, for instance, the 1990s Daredevil, uh, which is an interesting thing to bring up now because we have the television show, the Netflix Daredevil to compare to. Uh, and the, that I think, you know, is a perfect rendition of that character. Um, just in, in, in terms of, you know, can I, yes. can I interject? Are you talking about the, the, um, the Ben Affleck, ben Affleck one? Affleck yes. Yeah. That came out in 2003. Oh, it's 2003. Well, there you go. Even, even, yeah. even worse than, um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I think the television one, I think, shows you what Daredevil, according to comic book fans, uh, would say. He's a, you know, street level uh, defender of justice, the sort of the uh, uh, the prime example of the 
concept of blind justice, you know, as it were. And uh, he does everything that he can to keep things within the law uh, through good lawyering. Whereas, have mm-hmm. have you seen the director's cut of the Daredevil movie? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. Because it it's actually really good, like incredibly. Okay. Good. Um. The they they. So the original cut of Daredevil focused more on him being a lawyer and him being a vigilante at night instead of a love story between him and Elektra, mm-hmm. which ended up being the the, the release that right. they went for theaters. And, you know, um, so a lot of Daredevil fans actually really like that version mm-hmm. of it because it's unfortunate that they, they ended up recutting it and focusing it more on that love story. But, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, though, right? Producers would meddle with these things to try to sanitize the 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 product so that that they thought oh this is better you know this is what's going to be the more appealing rather than sticking with the the core storyline and in my recollection of the non-director's cut version was the film basically opens with uh him screwing up a case uh basically in in court and and having uh, a criminal escape due to his incompetence so he's already a bad lawyer which is divergent and then because he messed that up uh, he no, goes that, and he that that, that... That's not that's not why he the guy got off. The 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 judge was paid off. Okay. And so were the um Never yeah, that was that was that's in the regular cut. Okay, okay. Well, all right, I take that back. But the point is they staged it in such a way that he failed in court, which is already the backwards of what it's supposed to be normally. Then because he was no, annoyed with that. No, 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 hold on, hold on. No, no, hold no. on. Before, let me just finish. So the criminal escapes, right? That's the point. Okay. Um mm-hmm. and then he uh, he's so angry at this result, he goes and murders the guy, right? And that, to me, is is that is the entire ass backwards way to approach this, right? Because it's supposed to be he he captures the person in the street and then puts them into the system and then ensures they go to prison because he's he's a lawyer instead of he didn't murder him in the in the film. He threw him he threw him in front of a a, a subway car. Uh, okay, I'm remembering that. <laughs> Wrong. Then. I haven't seen. That I, I remember him being tied against a subway pole. Um, I th- in that. But, okay, but it's, right. we it's, might have to cut this whole thing then because I'm going to have to go back and watch. It. I'm positive he threw him in front of. It's fine. I really don't. I really don't care. Okay. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> if he does kill, so okay. so there were a couple things off uh, from what you said because um, you said that he didn't. Yeah, he's a stellar um, lawyer, but he does fail in 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 court often in the comics um and he does end up doing this vigilante justice he doesn't necessarily kill people he does on occasion but yeah. not all okay well all right uh, it's my emotional reaction to it i'll fully admit that but i guess what i was trying to say is the way the movie opened is whether or not he's a good or bad lawyer he is he's shown to be unable to keep the criminal uh in the system and then out of petty revenge murders him now i do believe he murdered him that i might be wrong about that but he goes after the guy after the fact uh and then leaves behind like a burning like dd you know symbols because he's batman and and that is the complete ass backwards approach to the character now we can nitpick about whether or not he he Mm -hmm. ever fails but what i'm saying is for people who don't know who daredevil is you see that without knowing anything else about the character he's just a crappy uh punisher 
Like they basically made him Punisher at the beginning of that film, which is which is the worst thing for him to be. Like that is absolutely not what the character is about. Anyway, we're, we're getting way sidetracked here. I, I, what yeah, I was trying I, to I, say. I don't agree with you on, on that. Sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. I took it way off, way off the rails there. What I was trying to say is yep. they, they approached Daredevil, in my opinion, the wrong way, um, completely throughout all the things that are, the essential qualities of daredevil to make a cheap Batman knockoff. And that is bringing it back to the Marvel studios uh, era. Now Um, they've been a lot more attentive to making sure that they set up the characters, like what Shouse was saying, you know, wasn't really familiar with Iron Man, but they were able to lay out that storyline very carefully so that you understood this person you never heard of before, Tony Stark and what was, sort of his uh, base of values and his fall and then his rise. And and like with the Daredevil TV show, I feel like that they've been much more attentive to just staying with the the core values of those characters. And I, that to me is, that's the reason why the Marvel Studios movies have been doing very well. They're not trying to sanitize or modify or, you know, adjust for the benefit of an audience, which at the end of the day means fans are annoyed and the audience is confused. Instead, mm-hmm. They've just stuck with the reason why those comic books have persisted uh, because they have at their core, good character arcs, good um, archetypal stories. And uh, anyway, that's, that's what I was trying to say. I feel like you just spent that time just so you could piss off, piss on Ben. <laughs> like, I'm just joking. Um, but um, wouldn't, before we go on, because Steve is bringing up the older um, Marvel films, what were your thoughts on the Hulk? Oh, that was uh, which was which was true to the character, and I actually re- fairly, um, I actually liked it quite a. Are bit. we talking about the, the Hulk or one. the Incredible Hulk? The Hulk, oh. the original one, the one that's not part of the cinematic universe. Yeah, that's still one of my favorites in that. Uh, you know, because it was it was they had kind of they were trying to mimic the success of bringing an auteur like Sam Raimi in that, who you know very much it was like you know. I kind of developed his own style of uh, filmmaking and that, you know, um, and had enormous success with Spider-Man. Um, the choice of Ang Lee was really brave in that um, because he's a very complex director who likes to follow this theme about compartmentalization, which totally works with the character of Bruce Banner. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know there was the added storyline uh, to Bruce's character about the childhood trauma in that, but he managed to perfectly tie that into like that repressed rage of the Hulk and the character of Bruce Banner. Um, they also, I also kind of noted how, you know, if you ever noticed in the Marvel universe, uh, why Tony and uh, uh, Bruce Banner get along so well in that is because essentially they are the same character in that they're both these geniuses in that whose technologies ended up turning on them and uh, whose, mm-hmm. whose kind of pain of childhood, you know, more or less to the degrees that, you know, Stark's uh, childhood was messed up and that by his parents. Uh, they were both characters who ended up developing a sense of, of, of a suit of armor, if you will. Anyone take it from there? Nope. Let, let's move on. <laughs> no, actually, I actually liked it a lot. Um, I thought um, if they were going to start off um, an MCU type thing, I thought they could have kept Eric Bana. Um, they should have. But, you know, there's a lot of rights issues with Universal Pictures uh, on the Hulk character and solo films, which is why we don't have uh, a Mark Ruffalo Hulk film, which makes right. me sad. Right. Um, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't I know that. My... So that's good. I'm learning something new today. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's still some rice hurdles between some of the. I saw. I saw Go ahead. Yeah, I sort of lost my flow. I'm trying to figure out how to. Uh, move back into this after well the, do we want to go over all the, uh, the movies or just like kind of highlight a couple yeah because no, there's, no, there's 20 no. movies no, currently no. so that's no, yeah. no yeah i wasn't even i i lost my train of thought of Daredevil. all right oh. <laughs> after iron um, man it was um, no 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 so 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 after iron man we had uh, a bunch yes. of other films uh leading up to building the basic the basic avengers um, or the original Avengers mm-hmm. film, um, which occurred, 2012, uh, just a couple, of, yeah, just uh, four years mm-hmm. later, directed by Joss Whedon, um, mm-hmm. who we all know from Yay. other geekdom, and he was pretty much like when people were trying to figure out a way that they could have a director build an ensemble film where everyone is highlighted and each of the characters weren't like diminished in any sort of way yeah. other than Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> they, 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 you know, people were like, oh, Joss Whedon, he's up to the task. What'd you guys uh, think of how they um, brought all these characters together in their own films and then uh, it culminated in this giant blockbuster Avengers WrestleMania mm-hmm. type thing? What'd yeah, you think well, of it? You're right. I mean, like Josh Whedon was pretty much the only guy who could have like pulled that off at that time. And that obviously, you know, people grew up watching Buffy in the nineties and that, and obviously our, you know, Firefly obsessives, uh, which I was one of and that, but each of those, both of those shows, uh, demonstrated the ensemble and that, uh, yeah, that he had, he had each, the skills. There was no one particular gear that kept it rolling in that particularly in Firefly and that every character was important. Every character, had their had their moments and their lines, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, it was it, that would it was a no brainer bringing him in to you know kind of coordinate what was a little bit of a mishmash at this. Well, point. there was so much star power too, like mm-hmm. having all of those actors, those 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 movie stars that had done their own movies that were all huge up to that point in the MCU anyway, and 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 putting them all in the same movie, and now they're not all. Uh, they're not they're not in the spotlight on their own. They have to share that spotlight. Yeah, it's quite a feat of uh, of cinema, definitely, uh, to be able to to mm-hmm. be able to keep everybody. Well, for the most part, because by then it was a different Hulk anyway, right? So, um, but uh, you know, and they've lost a couple of people, a, well, a couple, yeah. but I mean, over twenty years, that's amazing. Yeah the um, the the casting of Mark Ruffalo was mm-hmm. genius. Like mm-hmm. he is perfect as a uh, Bruce Banner. Like I loved Eric Bana and I loved mm-hmm. Edward Norton. Um, in his uh, Hulk mm-hmm. film, but just just Mark Ruffalo brings the nerdy, like the yes. nerdy, nervous um, banner that um, you know you come yeah, to love. Brings it very lovable. He also mocapped the 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 Hulk mm-hmm. as well. Um, plus, there was that that one shot, the one where they're yeah. all together and the the camera circles around. And I'm pretty sure when I saw it in theaters, everyone was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah that was amazing." <laughs> And then, like, like it, it's funny because that film they weren't together until that big battle mm-hmm. at the end, right? Right. Like they were all still fighting each other, and w- which you know, that's the thing you do Comic when you books, bring yeah. all these big, yeah, these big, big characters together. They have to, you know, they have egos. They mm-hmm. gotta fight it out. Yeah. Um, as soon as they had that 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 circle shot, they ended up doing that that long take where they were all fighting the the Atari. Uh, uh, what were they called? Just Chitaria. I was like, not Cree. Uh, 
Yeah, not scrolls. Not scrolls, because yeah. they're just some random ass thing that they had rights to. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they, they couldn't use the creator skull because of uh, the Fantastic Four. Fanta- was it Fantastic Four? I thought it was X Men, but either way, it's Fox. No, scrolls are attached to Fantastic Four, I think. Yeah. So luckily, luckily they get the scrolls back for Captain Marvel, um, Ooh. which we get to see next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so we we've, we've already talked about some lows with Daredevil. Why don't we talk about some highs and lows over the past ten years? Because there is a lot of films here. Um, were there? Is there any film that stands out as probably the worst out of these three phases for you? Like personally, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to explain. Well, you can explain a little bit. Why don't we start with shows? The, the my, my least favorite overall. Yeah, the Marvels. They're not all perfect. No, and and, and I mean I, I have a few, but but I I think I think I'm going to have to say Iron Man two and three. I I uh, would agree. <laughs> like like th- those two movies did not click with me, and I think it's because I was on such a high from Iron Man one, and then I felt like two and mm. three this all they were introducing too many different things all at once, and and. Tony Stark was going through mm-hmm. all kinds of emotional troubles and, you know, his mansion keeps getting blown up and there's <laughs> all these government issues and mm. stuff. And it's just like, I, I don't feel like I'm having fun with those movies in the same way that I did with the first mm-hmm. Iron Man. Um, so so that, mm-hmm. that'd be my vote, the, the the sequels to the Iron Man film. I think two was, was had some good ideas. I don't think it was executed well. Like, I like that they introduced like they introduces that yeah. they, they introduced uh black widow i thought that was cool i thought that was a good choice yeah. in casting and war, war machine right was mm-hmm. in the, uh, the don sequel? cheadle being cast as a yeah yep as war machine yep. and um they introduced black widow yeah. as well yeah. I, I think i just said that didn't yeah. i <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but, but like, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like three at all, but I'm not gonna, that's not my low point. Um, I didn't like three at all for me personally. I didn't like Mandarin. I didn't like, I think, I think Guy Pierce, um, blowing fire out of his mouth just like made me, just oh, made geez. me nope out of that yeah. film. I was like, nope, you know what? Eh, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What was the low point of the Marvel MCU for you? Uh, just to clarify that Daredevil thing, that was just supposed to be an example of something that <laughs> blew up. So it's not my most hated film or anything. So I don't know why. It so let's let's talk about The Last Jedi. So <laughs> the actual the actual Marvel Studio 10, um, I think uh, just very briefly, just, yeah, kind of similar. You know what? I'm just going to make a broad category. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the twos. So Thor 2, Iron Man 2 and Ultron. Um, I don't think they're horrible films. Um, but you know what? I really don't remember them well. And for the same reason that Shouse just said, they, they introduced a lot of things into those movies. And I don't think um, they had the formula down, I guess, with those particular mm-hmm. characters just yet. And as a result, the Avengers and Ultron, uh, Thor and Thor 2 and Iron Man and Iron Man 2, just it, it, it didn't gel as well, you know, as the later films would for everybody yeah. else. So I, that's all. They just, just had a lot going on and it just wasn't I'm gonna tight. I'm going to go now instead of you, Hawk. Uh, just because I'm gonna go off of what Steve just said, because Thor: The Dark World is my low point of the MCU. Like, mm-hmm. like, like Shouse was saying that, um, you know, they're bringing a lot of new things in. Uh, the Dark World was the first one where I think they they're really like pushing the Infinity yeah. Stones, right? Because the, mm-hmm. which one was this one? Mm-hmm. Ether? I don't even remember. Yeah, uh, the yeah, the stone. Yeah, they changed the colors too a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but like it it was <laughs> it was like pretty much centered on that. Um, on the yeah. Infinity Stone, and like it was a cool idea, but like it, it it did not work for me. 
I, I think I don't think no. Thor no. as a character really uh, worked until Ragnarok. Uh, like he was. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Like he was good as the character, but he was always so serious and he didn't need to be that serious. Like bringing out the, mm-hmm. the lighter side of Thor was a really good idea. Um, yeah. yeah. So the Thor Dark World bad. Uh, <laughs> your turn, Hawk. Uh, I I agree with you. Thor, Thor the Dark World uh, was a particularly low point, but I think a lot of the problems also started in the original Thor movie in that, uh, which didn't really capture me the same way like with Iron Man and that. Uh, there was something about the direction and the, the look of the film that just never really gelled for me. Plus, like I always found the performances from like Hopkins and Rene Russo and that to be like a, a real low points. Hmm. I didn't like the way Asgard looked as a whole. Uh, it just the way they kind of wanted to really sub out the idea of technology uh, as, as magic, you know, as their form yeah. of magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it it, le- it lent a bad quality to the entire look of Asgard. And that, so. That's interesting. And the Dark World, yeah, very disappointing sequel. I thought they would have kind of learned their lessons from the first mm-hmm. one. Um, and, yeah, that's true. They did kind of accelerate that issue, which I didn't mind in the first Thor, but yeah, I think in the second yeah. Thor it was its detriment. I think in the first one, uh, but, Kenneth Branagh wanted to add this Shakespearean aspect of um, for right. for um, Asgard, like he wanted to to feel that way, but with magic slash technology. And I don't think I thought it was I thought it was cool, um, but you know it wasn't the best film of Phase One. It was probably nope. Yeah. It wasn't the worst film because Iron Man Two is there, but <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Sorry, Steve, you're saying something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, no, no. I was just agreeing. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump oh, in no, there. No, no, no worries. Mm-hmm. Also, if I can jump in no. for a second, that in the Dark World, and that uh, one, the most surprising thing about it was uh, the fact that uh, the disappointing direction of Alan Taylor. Because um, yeah. when I first heard about his involvement, it really piqued my interest in that. Because I, I had thought Alan Taylor's uh, work in television was probably some of the finest television that it had ever been. It's, it's hard. That, it's hard so. moving from TV to film. Like um, that's there's a lot more gears. I think in the film um, and a lot more hands mm-hmm. in there, um, especially mm-hmm. in the MCU. There's a lot of people. I know people say that they're letting the characters, you know, be like, be true to themselves, but there's a lot of, it has to be a certain way. Like MCU films mm-hmm. have a formula and they have to stick to that formula. Um, and that's why they're successful generally. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. But, but, uh, you know, they have allowed like kind of like uh, these weirdo outsider elements and that to creep in and, and, and has actually helped produce some of their most successful films. I think I think, you know, I think I the would... last phase, like phase three, they've they've loosened it a bit because there has been a lot of talk back about the, the cookie cutter structure of the the first two phases. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, I think they needed to create that stability. Like they were kind of figuring out what they had kind of created in phase one and were kind of, I guess, amazed that, they, that they'd even gotten as far as they, they did. And then they were sort of consolidating in phase two. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of yes. like that they that they really did let him do whatever he wanted pretty much. <laughs> and, yeah. and that it was so successful made them go, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't have as tight a rein on, is it? Because I, I think they had some very minor issues with with directors early on. I mean, there was just the one major, you know, um, um, leaving of uh, Edgar Wright, right? Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. 
other than that, though, uh, it all seemed to be a happy family as far as we know. But yes, I, I agree. I think after that, uh, what you said, uh, Eric, uh, phase three, they they were w- more willing to embrace something a little bit different to try to, I guess, uh, stretch their their winning formula a little bit. Um, and I think that's probably smart, too. Okay. Now, let's, uh, since we hit the lows, let's, let's go to our highs. And let's not pick Infinity War for all of us. Um, but <laughs> shows, what, do, what would you say is your probably your favorite film out of the three phases or at least one that's really high up there that you want to throw out. Oh, okay. Uh, um, just one. Yeah. I can't, I can't give two. Uh, just we'll one. see. Do one now. Okay. You might do two. Later. Okay. I'll do one now. Uh, Dr. Strange. Ah, cool. Do- Dr. Strange was probably my favorite uh, MCU film. Um, I-, I was very unfamiliar with the character going into it and coming out of it. Like I, I just love, um, I, I love the acting in the movie. I, I love the character. I love the the story. Uh, it was it was definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love cool. I love Doctor Strange, but I had this was my one issue with it, and I've been saying this since it it's been released. They, I really wanted it to be a lot weirder, like being a fan mm. of the comic oh, book. Yeah. Like, mm, like I agree. I wanted yeah. I just wanted it to just be out there. Like when he went through all the realms, like the first time. And you see yeah. like, the hands yes. and all that. I was like, oh, my God, they're doing it. Yeah, they're making perfect. a Doctor Strange movie. And then that was the yeah. only time they really did it. And I was like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, oh, man, they're like, and they just like perfectly translated a lot of the work that all mm. the greats did back when um, they started, like when they introduced uh, Doctor Strange into the uh, comic book uh, universe. Yeah. Anyway, that that was that. I, I it had know. such an such an inception look to it too, which I really I really liked the, the buildings twisting around each other and like really taking reality and playing with it a bit in in the film. Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was a good it was a good love letter to Steve Ditko. Um, Ditko, yeah. And his art. And his art. Uh, Steve, what what was your your highlight of the past ten years? That's not uh, Infinity War. Uh, I'd have to say uh, the Captain America, the first Avenger, um, because I think uh, for me, uh, I don't know what that reaction was, good or bad there. Um, that was a good one. Uh, oh, okay. It's a good reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess like, you know, Iron Man was like, you know what? I'm like, okay, well, I just want to say one thing. Um, I, I kind of, because of the 10 years before uh, of all the various comic book movies and some failing really hard and some actually doing quite well, uh, I was very leery. Uh, about getting super excited about what Marvel was doing. And Iron Man was like, that was great. I loved Iron Man. Uh, but I was like, oh boy, it's kind of a fluke though, because they had like the perfect actor and it's sort of like a perfect storm situation, right? And uh, I kept thinking, oh boy, they're going to they're gonna mess this up, you know? And when so when they announced Thor, I was like, uh-oh, it's over. You know, like that's too <laughs> weird, right? There's no way they're going to be able to pull off Thor. And, you know, for all we've been saying, like, yeah, you know, it wasn't great, but they were able to actually pull off something that potentially would have been too bizarre, right? And then later, I heard they were going to do Guardians of the Galaxy. It, right? Yeah, well, you can't fail with Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, um, Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then when they announced they were going to do Guardians, I was like, "Oh man, that's such an obscure, weird comic. That's never. This is it. It's over now." And 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 then it was the biggest hit, you know. And then then they announced Ant Man, and by then I was kind of like, "Well." Yeah, they seem to know what they're doing. And then when they announced Doctor Strange, which is probably by far the weirdest of all the properties, I was like, mm, no, I think they've got this. <laughs> and so anyway, yeah. getting back no to confidence in them at that point. My, yeah, by then. But my point is getting back to Captain America, though, was uh, that one I felt was 
the one that potentially could have been derailed uh, too easily by them kind of taking the concept and not emphasizing the right elements of it. And uh, I wasn't super like I know all these comic book characters, but in terms of my history with comics, Captain America was one of the characters I read very late. And uh, I always thought just looking at him that it was like a really cheesy, hokey, you know, a propaganda character right so i didn't really pay attention to him initially and then when i actually read the the comic i was like this is actually a really good character because he's just he's just a good guy you know yeah. like that's <laughs> that's really all there is to it like he's a super soldier and so on and so forth but he his his nobility is what made the character um you know really compelling and so when i saw that they were able to to tell that story uh, without having it slide too much into, you know, any propaganda or any kind of, you know, messaging. I was like, yeah, no, they've really captured the essence of a World War II movie and a comic book movie. And yep. um, it just it just blew me away. So anyway, that's that's when I really started to get like uh, excited about the Marvel movies for sure. Yeah. They had the Good plus they had the Howling Commandos in there. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. The original Avengers almost. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I it, it's funny because. I remember when they were casting Captain America and they're like, we're casting Chris Evans. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> you mean the Human Torch? Yeah. But MCU is all about uh, giving second chances to people yep. who played uh, previous yep. comic book characters. And, and they've been spot on. Like Michael B. Yep. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. He got to be uh, Human yep. Torch and then got to redeem himself as well. <laughs> yeah. He was also good as Human Torch. I'm just throwing that out yeah, yeah, yeah. In that horrible movie. Uh, yeah. Hawk, that how it works. If, you're the, if you play the Human Torch, you get to be in another movie after that. Yeah, so, I think that's I the way to go now. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't even make that connection until now. That was fantastic. <laughs> fan, you mean Fan 4 stick? Come on. Uh, oh, just the Hawk, last one. Hawk, what was your um, highlight of the, the last 10 years? Well, actually, uh, to play off Steve's answer in that, uh, the first Captain America movie... It was good. I didn't think it was a great film in that. And, you know, um, I think uh, Chris Evans, they did a wonderful job with the character itself. Um, the setting of World War Two, they kind of, uh, they did capture the right kind of beats for it. Um, but it, again, it took me out. Uh, what took me out was kind of the, uh, the technology in that, that was kind of introduced into that setting for that with time. Hydra? Um, with Hydra and the energy weapons and that. Uh, Hail Hydra. It, Hail Hydra. <laughs> it, it, it knocked me back a little bit in that. Um, what my highlight would have to be the sequel. Hail Caesar. That, yeah. uh, the Winter Soldier. Because <laughs> you know, that really, you know, not only was it a superior mm. sequel. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. um, uh, it showed off. Very good. They weren't afraid to play around with a lot of the archetypes mm -hmm. and that, you know, it's like they didn't want to have like a, the set universe where it's like the Avengers were co-working with S.H.I.E.L.D. all the time and that. What did they do with that film? They took out Shield completely mm -hmm. out of the picture. It was such a good uh, film. It's my yeah. favorite film of the past ten years. Right, yeah. and there were all these to like you know at the the um uh, the casting of Robert of uh, uh, Robert Redford and that yeah. was a total <laughs> genius. Two days of the Condor. Yeah, genius. Uh, it, it was amazing that great. that film. If you took out that any of the comic book characters and just had them as different named people, it would just be an amazing spy film. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. that's yeah. what was so good about it and the fact that they did the winter soldier which was such a popular comic book oh, that was was amazing and bucky was perfect like he looked like his comic yeah. book stuff which was amazing like yeah you never you never imagined that that costume would have worked in real life and yet it did mm -hmm. who knew yeah 
and a shout out to Sebastian Shaw because like his performance as Bucky was was just tremendous mm-hmm. in that. Heartbreaking, um, but you know, so mm-hmm. like so good. I know, like you you could almost kind of write him off in the first film mm-hmm. in that, but like you know what they did with him in this film, and and obviously staying true to like you know the comic book origins and that. Yeah, you know, he was a very he was a complex villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt, uh, and like you know kind of the perfect equal for Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now I feel bad for saying that one too, but that that is really my favorite. If, so which if one we is are your doing, favorite? Is it is it Winter Soldier? It, it was it was Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. by far my favorite <laughs> film out of all of them. Mm. But like, if I had to pick a close second to, even though I loved a lot of them, I would just because I think this is the truest iteration of this character. I don't know. I don't. This isn't my top five. It's not even in my top two. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming. I just want to give it a, a shout. Oh yeah, out. no, that's a beautiful because, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Oh. Like I loved, I loved, you know, we had our first Peter Parker with um, Tobey Maguire, and he played the nerdy guy really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, his his banter with with uh, villains was not great, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Plus, no. Then plus you get and that's part of Spider Man exactly. Plus you get the tainted dance sequence of three, which unfortunately oh. just ruined toby mcguire for me um i thought andrew garfield was really good as well um mm-hmm. but sony yeah. you know they wanted to build their own universe with spider-man and they were pushing this um sinister six thing and it just went and exploded so they actually took spider-man now played by tom holland and took him back to his roots as a teenager and they made him he looks like Mm-hmm. Toby Guire never looked like a teenager playing Spider-Man. No, he always looked like a twenty-something-year-old yeah. man playing yeah, a teenager. Yeah, even even Kirsten Dunst, who was closer to age, like she was like what that came out in two thousand, right? Two thousand ish. Two thousand one. I'm no wait. Two thousand one. It was before I was in university. Um, I'm pretty sure. Right. So it's probably two thousand. I, I started in the fall of 2000. Um, so she would have been 19. So she was close to that 16 year old age, but like Tom Holland looks like he's 12 mm-hmm. <laughs> at times. Yeah. Um, so having him that he, he is, he's 2002. 2002. Really? Yeah. So she was 21. Okay. Farther away. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland does not look like super hot as a guy and he doesn't look super ugly. He looks normal. So you could see how he could blend in with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it's incredible. Like, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I do think Spider-Man is a unique. Uh, well, I mean, that's a unique alliance, you know, in film. I mean, just due to the mm-hmm. fact that Sony still actually does technically own the Spider-Man rights, but they're they're yep. willing to make this partnership, and it's it's a it's wonderful that they were able to negotiate that. Uh, but yeah, I do think that Tom Holland is sort of the best of all Spider-Man worlds. I like the other Spider-Man. I have nothing against the previous ones, but I do think that Holland does a great spider-man as well as peter parker and uh mm-hmm. and he balances the two extremely well and yeah he's great he he feels so earnest yes. in that role yeah uh and like he, like when just, he was trying a, yeah sorry sorry just just a fun fact toby Maguire was 27 oh, when the God. movie came out yeah so he was 11 <laughs> years older than his character that's like <laughs> no um like the 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 whole and you you know you always felt this in the comics spider-man always like he always seemed like that under like he was that kid that mm-hmm. just sort of was with the Avengers and like him trying to be an Avenger was what, what it felt so real mm-hmm. as Spider-Man mm-hmm. in that film. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, no, I agree. I mean, that's, that's the kind of authenticity that's really, um, 
that's really been exciting for me with the Marvel Studios movies that they that they went that extra mile to to actually try to cast somebody mm-hmm. of an appropriate age so they could tell that story um you know as as close to the uh, comics as possible yeah the past two years of comic book films have been incredible for phase three like right. civil war mm. doctor strange mm. guardians of the galaxy 2 mm. i didn't really care for i thought it was all right black uh, panther black panther yes mm-hmm. spider-man ragnarok, or ragnarok. Yeah. and then infinity war mm-hmm. did you guys want to do a second one i feel like since i did a second one um my third one would be black panther but i don't Anyway, uh, Shouse, why don't you do your second one? Just because I was, I went. Okay, yeah, my, my my second one was Ant Man. Oh, such yeah. a good yeah, film. So much fun. Yeah, right. And it's because fun. it surprised me. I did not think they they were going to be able to to make such a, a fun sort of compelling movie out of that idea. I was mm-hmm. like, Ant Man, you know, just kind of a silly yeah. character. Like, but but they made it really like a, a fun sort of heist movie that turned into this, or you know, espionage kind of thing. But yeah. it was it was funny. Yeah. And and it and you know you you really like the characters mm-hmm, totally yeah um some some back background into this because I know a lot of people are like oh, a lot of this is Edgar Wright like you can feel his humor the only aspect that they took from the original Ant Man script the Edgar Wright one was that it was a heist and that um um so it was pretty much always going to be a heist but the Peyton Reed and his writers brought in the the micro universe and they brought in the whole um michael penna Pena, right, yeah, Pena? Yeah. Yes. Uh, when he did his his recollections yeah, yeah. in the movie mm-hmm. that was that was all peyton reed's writers doing everyone thought that was edgar wright but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. him but yeah, yeah so did you it did feel very edgar wright it does feel like it, yeah, like it was direct it felt it was directed like it too right like a lot of motion in in the cutting mm-hmm. yeah yeah I was always convinced that was going to be a good a good idea. Uh, I do re- still remember the early graphics and that oh, that were so kind good. of released when Edgar Wright was still attached to the project. I thought they could really pull this mm. off. The elevator I, sequence, I dis- yeah, yeah. I was disappointed to hear when he when he was no longer involved with the uh, production and that, but uh, and my expectations were lowered going into it and that. Um, but what really sold it was uh, a um, Paul Rudd's. Uh, take on the character of mm. Scott Lang mm-hmm. uh, and B also that they decided to, you know, do the cross generational uh, Ant-Man storyline. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, when you go back, Ant-Man was a, was a founding Avenger and that he was appeared in mm-hmm. the very first issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. it, the fact that they, they gave a nod back to, you know, Hank Pym and that, and it still carried on with a, a modern storyline involving yeah. Scott Lang. Yeah, the, yeah, the idea they, of doing the, the multi-generation was Peyton Reed's as well because he wanted to uh, make it feel like there were always yeah, heroes. They just weren't in the That's forefront. That's great. Well, they, yeah. wasn't, didn't Agent Carter so, show up in the right at the beginning of that one too? Like, yeah, like so just yeah, like great yeah, little yeah. connections. Like, yeah, it's wonderful. Like Shield, like Shield was always there. It just was in the mm-hmm. background because if you did, you guys watch the the. Um, agent carter tv show yeah i got in halfway up to season two so basically she ended up being one of the people who helped found mm-hmm. shield which was amazing and like adding ant-man and having that history there and then in the second ant-man movie we're not going to spoil this for you shows but they they do go back into the shield type days they talk about it oh um, cool Oh, I want to see this movie so bad. It's so good. Go see it. Um, it is very good. You go see it for God's sake. Go bring oh, your son. It's it's such a good film. Yes. Like it's a, it's a good yes. family. It's, it's a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It might be too much for your daughter because she's little, but but I think I think I think your son would be fine in it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Like the first film had um 
Ant-Man. The first film had sort of an Iron Man problem where like they did this with a lot of the first uh, Marvel films where the, the hero and the villain had the same powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, True. and uh, Yellow Jacket was sort of mm-hmm. scary in the first one. But yeah. in the second yes. one, Ghost isn't really yeah, scary. Yeah, she's a good villain. It's good. Without yeah. going into it. I think you can take your son. Anyway, okay, uh, cool. Steve, what do you think? Uh, number two. Uh, I guess for me, I'll I'll go with the Guardians, um, just because uh, I, I guess connected to what I said earlier about them about being concerned about them messing up this whole formula. Um, I was quite impressed uh, that they were willing to take the risks that they did with uh, Guardians, and um, I mean that's just like uh, you know that's just a tight um, you know goofy you know cosmic movie, which I think anytime comic books venture into space stuff there's a lot of risks and so mm-hmm. i think they Agreed. the fact that they pulled it off is what amazes me and uh, yeah i also agree that the second one i didn't like as much but um but yeah i really liked uh, the first uh, guardians um so that's my second mm-hmm. choice nice what about you hawk uh if i'm gonna continue on with the theme uh the, my second highlight has got to mm-hmm. be civil war oh mm-hmm. such a good film too I know. what's that uh <laughs> spider-man <laughs> so mm-hmm. good. oh of course yeah, As oh, yeah he stole yeah. that movie he stole it Spider-Man. Do you see that really <laughs> old movie empire strikes back <laughs> oh how old is this kid <laughs> like that's perfect but- it was so good <laughs> But for me, yeah, for me, like, you know, uh, um, the third and the third in a trilogy is, you know, all, always up for the most scrutiny on that. But uh, this one uh, it may even have surpassed like Winter Soldier in that. But like it showed like uh, taking big risks with these films and that is, it pays off in the end. And that and plus the trust, the trust they put into mm-hmm. the Russo brothers in that, uh, you know, it really solidified them as like, you know, the, the ones to take the reins over from, you know, after mm-hmm. Josh Whedon departed. Mm-hmm. Um, highlights for Civil War obviously it's got to be their their take on a villain in that um, a problem with the the MCU is that there can be too many villains um, so the fact that they took kind of a, a this character you know Zemo um, who originally Baron Zemo, yeah Zemo Baron Zemo in the comics and that uh, and made him basically just an ordinary man who did more damage than any other villain at that point mm-hmm. to uh, the Avengers. Uh, it, it was the writing was fantastic. I, th- I thought that was a good idea too. Very like, compelling it, story. It would have been weird if he was that whole cape like super villain trying to take over the world thing, but they they brought it down and they made it yeah more grounded. And, and it's a reference, you know, for yeah. the fans. They're like, oh yeah, Zemo, right? So it's you know, it kind of checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it was nice that um, his pain was from mm. a previous. Uh, thing that the Avengers yes. has done like that. They they never see Fallout like. Like Man of Steel, yeah, they they sort of oh, took out uh, Metropolis. I know, I'm, um, and they sort of had those those things in Batman v Superman, but nothing really happened. Anyway, let's not go into Batman and or Superman again. Um, that was my fault. Um, so the 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 last ten years have been interesting because um, the films were broken up into phases, where um, which are basically story arcs for the characters that they introduce in that. Um, in the universe. So in phase one, we had Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, which culm- culminated into the Avengers. So that was phase one was building the Avengers. Phase two was um, Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers. and then Age of Ultron with On the uh, end, yeah. Ant-Man. So that was sort of expanding that universe. But pretty much um, all of this was 
to lead up to Infinity War. So phase one, phase two, phase three, like they kept building and building and building this giant universe to uh, Infinity War where we get to see our heroes go up against pretty much one of the biggest villains in the Marvel universe, both comics and cinematic universe, Thanos. Did you guys think that we would get to this point where we would be fighting Thanos? Like there there were hints all throughout the previous years, but it sort of blows your mind to think that you can get all of those characters together yeah. into one film. That really was. Right? I mean, I, I've discussed this uh, Infinity War with a lot of people, and 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 some people, you know, you know, it's not their thing, and that that has more to do with the fact that you know they're not really into the Marvel movies. But I think for anybody who has been following it, it is, it, it's it's just such a a an amazing cinematic event. You know, just a, a historical cinematic event. And no, I I I was fairly confident they were going to pull it off. My only concern going into that movie was. I know who Thanos is. They have not they've not done a good job of uh, encapsulating or explaining this character at all before this movie. So I was like, oh, man, I hope he's not just some big CG villain with huge CG fists swinging. Right. Which is basically every DC movie. And um, the that was my <laughs> biggest concern. And then ended up being a Thanos movie. You know, who knew? <laughs> and that was that's what made it work. Yeah. yeah. Like he was, it was the his movie. And that was amazing. the only way to do it. But they they established it so well, so quickly. So anyway, getting back to what you were saying. Yeah, no, I, I was a little nervous about that one aspect. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm still shocked and amazed that they pulled it off. Anyway, so listeners, uh, before we move on, since we're talking about Infinity War, there are going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and you want to fast forward a little bit, um, Go for it, because uh, we're not going to hold anything back for our talk. So, uh, Infinity War, such a big film, obviously, as we all talked about. Were you guys familiar with the comic book um, event yes. before seeing the movie? Uh, shows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with. Uh, I'm going to go around. Don't worry, uh, Steve. Shows. Sure. What about you? Sorry, can you say that again? Were you familiar with the Infinity War event, like the comic book event, prior to going to see the film? No, I, I, I was not. But but I, I was aware that something was building, um, like watching the movies and, and knowing that they were collecting all of the all of the various uh, stones. Um, I, I knew that that those were going to be an important part of the story, mm-hmm. um, and and so it, for me, it was you know it, it was cool to see how it all connected together. But no, I wasn't as as uh, familiar with the comics as as others were. Interesting. Okay, Hawk. What about you? Were you uh, familiar uh, with the here, event? Um, I wasn't actually familiar with the actual Infinity War comic, um, which after when I saw the film actually made me want to go back and take a look at some of the 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 uh, scenes from it and that. And I do love all the nods that they did, especially the staircase yeah. and that when basically the whole you know when Banner is transported back, lands in the staircase and that. Um, mm-hmm. Originally in the comic, that was the Silver Surfer who was flung through. But again, a brilliant little nod back to the series. And that um, I had always been familiar with Thanos um, and his obsession with death. In fact, his actual courting, the physical, mm-hmm. you know, apparition of death uh, in the comic series. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because at the end of the Avengers movie, yeah, um, the uh, the herald yeah. of Thanos or the steward of Thanos or whatever is like to to fight the Avengers is to court death. And he smiles and you're like, I, I remember sitting there like, oh, my God, are they going to introduce death right. <laughs> to, the, yeah. to the MCU? So um, so for for Shouse, who's not familiar with the the comic event, 
basically him erasing the universe or, or killing half the population was his attempt to get the uh, attention of death who was in the MCU a like personified in a female form. Okay. And so he's he is in love with death and that's his way of courting death. Yes. Um, oh. Yeah, so the I I, I like I it, it was interest it's an interesting concept. I like the what the way they did it in the in the film. Maybe a little bit better I think for this yeah. time and age. I think yeah. it works. Well, um, but anyway, neither here nor there, Steve. Yeah, what are your thoughts? On, well, no, just did, to did you know to expand on on what you were saying. Like I I knew about that with the comics, and that was part of my concern. You know, going through the whole chain of movies is like, uh, you know, what are they going to actually introduce here? You know, because I I had that in mind that he he grinned at the that line about death, and I was like, are they actually going to try to incorporate like a personification of some of these cosmic entities? You know, because that's that's like extra extra out there. You know, so mm. I I no I agree. I I like what they did with it. I think it makes for a more compelling character because I think mm. Thanos as somebody who is driven by, you know, uh, something that is absolute, but for the benefit of everybody, I think is much better than a sort of a selfish, like desire to, uh, to court death, you know, as it were. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a great improvement, but yeah, no, I, I uh, was aware of the infinity war comic. I actually remember collecting it and waiting for the issues uh, as they came. Yeah. And I was, I also read a, um, the story leading up to it, which I don't think was as widely released because that storyline started with him having the entire gauntlet, but there was an actual separate story called Thanos quest, which involved him acquiring each of the gems, uh, Mm. which was this uh, complex process of, of reaching out to each of the bearers of the gems, which were really weird, wacky characters and kind of challenging, challenging them to, you know, games of, uh, of wit and, uh, and strength. Uh, And he systematically beats them, you know, through cunning. And that was a, that was a pretty neat story because it made me appreciate the character a lot more uh, because up until then he was, yeah, just some big purple guy, you know, big fist swinging. So anyway, yeah, that, uh, I, I like the way that they handled the film, though, in the end, because I knew they couldn't possibly do the comic book version. It's already, you know, extremely divergent. Um, for those of us who did read the the the, the comic series, the Infinity Gauntlet slash uh, Infinity War slash Infinity Crusade, did you think that he was going to do the snap in this film? What do you mean, snap I, the finger? Like, yeah, snap the finger and just wipe out half of the universe. Did, did you guys they, think it was happening, I th- or were you like, yeah, go, go ahead. For it. Oh, I was just going to say, were you, did you think it was going to happen or did you think they were going to do some? Yeah, last minute else? save, sure. Yeah. Uh, I, someone else? Wanna, go, go ahead. Yeah, go my expectations at that at, um, part, I was waiting with bated breath to see if it would happen. Um, I didn't know if they would, you know, try to push that into the sequel where, you know, this movie ends with him acquiring all the gems and then kind of, you know, buggering off to conduct his ha-ha final master plan in that. But the fact mm-hmm. that they actually went ahead and did it, it was staggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's a, uh, there's a better ending in film this year. Mm. Steve, what about you, Steve? Did you think it was going to happen? Yeah, I, um, I had a feeling it would, but only because I was aware that the film originally was scheduled as a two-parter. So <laughs> it has more to do with my like meta knowledge yeah. of, of the series. And so I was like, well, there's no way that they would split that in two unless something major happens. And then at the last moment, they kind of changed the name of the movie. So it wasn't part one anymore. It was just Infinity War. And that made me kind of second guess myself. Yeah. But my my gut feeling was that uh, they were going to do it. But they, having seen the film many times, I'm still impressed by the fact that they 
they do make it feel like there's a chance that that the heroes will win right up until the end, yeah. and it's it's very powerful. Yeah, well, let's, 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 not, let's not go into it because I do actually want to ask Shells because he wasn't familiar with it. What do you think was going to happen? Like, um, like, and then your reaction after the snap happened. Well, I, because I'm, there was a lot of build up for it. Yeah, and and like there was a there's a scene in in the movie where where Doctor Strange is like exploring all of the possibilities of what might happen. Um, and, and he says like, there, there's only like one, one chance where everyone's going to win. And, and you see that he starts like, he starts making, um, sort of concessions. Like you see, he sort of gives away the, the, uh, the, the stone that he has, the, the green one. And, um, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, something's going to happen now because I feel like he knows something that, that no one else knows. And he's just sort of letting the events play out now. And and We're so when I, when I saw that I started thinking oh maybe he he uh, he he's letting us know that 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 something bad's going to happen and then right near the end when um and and we're 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 deep in spoiler territory here but right right near the end when when he um uh when when Vision is actually like destroyed and the crystal is destroyed and you think oh, okay so brutal yeah and and, and you think okay but they they managed it and then he uses the time stone to just rewind and and just it's like okay so something is gonna happen and when he snapped the fingers i was like wow like this you know all, all of these superheroes that we've come to love they're just vanishing all over the place mm-hmm. and and you know are they, are they coming back because everything you heard about the movie read about the movie uh kept saying you know who are they gonna kill off in infinity war and who's who's not coming back into, into the mcu and 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 so at that point i was like wow like who are we not gonna see again yeah, the big expectation was that Captain America was going to die in this film. Oh, yeah, or yep, or, yeah. or Iron Man. And when he got stabbed, yeah. I mean, in, in multiple viewings, people gasped, you know, like at that. I mean, you thought he was done for yeah. at that moment because it was so yeah. brutal. Right. For sure. Like, I, I definitely thought that one of those two were going to die. Yeah, um, me too. And I'm glad that they didn't because pretty much the people who are left are the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The original six. Plus a couple, you know stragglers just the that sequence of everyone turning to dust oh it i don't i don't know if there's something that visceral that made people so quiet in a theater like there was no one talking yeah there was no one eating there was nothing i think i I think i mentioned yeah i think i mentioned before tom holland didn't provide that entire scene with the yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yes yeah he 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 stole that from the 10th doctor that's cool um <laughs> but uh um oh it it was it was so visually good and then just to top it off uh people were like hey James Gunn what did Groot say at the end <laughs> to uh to rock did oh, you hear no. this you... yeah so yeah he's he, he obviously says I'm Groot but uh what was translated was he he said to Rocket dad <laughs> and you're like oh my god heartbreak no. just a little bit more um, but uh, such a good film, and it, it and it's interesting that you'd think that this would end off Phase Three, but then they brought Ant Man and the Wasp again, another Ant Man film to close off this phase. So it's interesting, like they're just building a little bit more and expanding. Is Phase Three officially done now? It is done. Yes. yes. Now. Yeah. Next year with uh, Captain Marvel, the beginning is of the Phase Four, of which phase is exciting. Four. They, um, Kevin Feige has. Um, said that they for the past year or two that they've started planning the next 10 years 
of Marvel films, which is mm. incredible to think that with such a wealth of storylines in the comic book universe, like just to think of where they could go. Like I can't even, I was going to ask you guys where you thought it was going to go, but it's hard to pick a comic book yeah. event that they're going to lead to next because what's as big as infinity war, like secret, whole, yeah. secret war there's or secret Evil invasion. War. There's like, yeah. Secret war is probably the next one that would come to mind. They're introducing scrawls yeah. in the captain Marvel storyline. So they may already have started planting seeds for like a scrawl invasion. I was thinking that too. Uh, that's actually one possibility that's been thrown around that there's already, you know, replacement characters that we don't even know mm-hmm. about, you know, um and uh they did it they did hint you know at the end of guardians 2 that uh adam strange adam is it warlock. adam strange or is adam, adam warlock yeah. sorry adam strange is dc <gasps> sorry guys um, adam strange yeah, is awesome adam too warlock was being introduced. <laughs> yes uh i don't know where they would go with that because he originally was part of the infinity yeah. uh storyline so that might be a clue to an extension of yeah because he so. he helped uh take the glove off right uh originally i believe well, he was, I, yeah, yeah, he was, he kind of, he was the bearer of the yeah. soul stone. And so at some point um, he became kind of a part of it. And so through be, being a component of it, uh, he had some sort of influence. Let, on let, the, let, the final let, let's not explain what happens um, in the comic book, just because I know that Chelsea hasn't read it and I mm-hmm. don't really want to spoil anything for the next film. Um, although yeah, Adam Warlock is not uh, going to show I, up, I, he's... He's he's more likely no. going to show up in Volume no. Three of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, after after everything's sorted. Also, I I do yeah. I mean, I have been avoiding doing that in general, but I am fairly confident that they're so divergent from the comics at this point that there's very little that is ever going to be related. So since we're, I, yeah, sorry, go, go for I, it. I have an idea. Like I mean, just just like in in, in terms of what of what's going to happen next. Like I I think the first thing that pops into my head about where the Marvel universe is going is going to be to new iterations of these characters like we're going to see who's mm-hmm. going to be taking the iron man suit we're going to see who's going to be the next yes. captain america um because Which those actors are done. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because yeah those mantles have been moved forward in the comics as well like falcon became captain america yeah. there's a um there was another iron man not man but a woman um i can't remember her name she, she I'm not sure if she's still. She, she, she's not. She's not anymore. anymore. Um, but yeah. But but there's been yeah. multiples for everybody at some yeah. point. So, maybe yeah. maybe Pepper is gonna be no no no. <laughs> um. So um. Since we're looking ahead at the next ten years, is there anything you'd like to see, like a property or a storyline that you'd like to see show up in the Marvel universe? Shows. Let's start with you. I, I mean, I can't. I, I can't remember exactly what's still going on with that whole Sony and. Uh, the, Fox, the rights being purchased by Marvel Disney movie, yeah. and all of the Fox stuff and everything, yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping that um, somehow we we start to merge some of those um, those contracted out universes back yeah. into the MCU. For sure, like, I'd like to see them actually do a proper uh, Fantastic Four. Um, you know, <laughs> like, I, I mean, third time's the charm, right? Well, and, and, um, and, so, so, no, that was the third so, time. The last one, this was the, okay, fourth so, time. So, well, the first one wasn't officially released, um, but the um, the um, there is talk about uh, the um, them redoing Fantastic Four. Um, John Krasinski has said that he would love to play Mister Fantastic, um, Ooh. and help write out the script, which is good because he's a good screenwriter. Okay. 
and he's a good actor. Yeah, and yeah. he would make a fantastic Mister Fantastic. Yeah. Um, right. Emily Blunt and Sue Storm. Yeah, yeah. He actually, um, his wife was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? I would, I'd work with my husband again, <laughs> and that'd be perfect." <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, Shell, so you can keep going. Well, it, just like uh, just sort of mentioning some of those universes, like the X Men, you know, yeah. potentially coming into the MCU, like that would. That would be amazing if they're able to like, especially if that deal does go through, especially before the end of the, I guess the next adventure movie, they could post credit, like amalgamate all those universes together. Can you imagine that the X-Men appearing in an Avengers film? That'd be mm -hmm. so amazing. Could you imagine that would be the next phase X-Men versus Avengers? Cause that was a big, it was a big, that was a big story arc. Yeah. That's a recent one too. Oh man. That would take Mm -hmm. so much world building in that because basically like the MCU has avoided the idea of mutants like altogether. But, uh, but the amalgamation, if they are going to just phase that universe, that's already built into the universe that's already built. um, Mm -hmm. That would be. That'd be interesting. Uh, Anyway, um, that'd be something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hawk, why don't you, um, what do you think? What would you like to see in the next 10 years of Marvel. Well, for the next 10 years, we'll obviously uh, depend on one, one property or, or a storyline. Yeah. Story storyline wise, it, well, the one thing that will define the next 10 years is who they bill as the top villain for the next you know, 10 years. And that, uh, and who I would think, you like to see? I would like to see the Beyonder. Uh, I guess that's from the Secret War storyline. It's been yes, years yes. since I read it and that, but I was always fascinated by the character of the Beyonder and that an omnipotent god being in that who decided to come to Earth and that to, um, mm-hmm. yeah, oh. for the most part, kind of like see, see what made you know humanity work in that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how they would pull it off as far as story writing because it, it, he, yes, he was an, an omnipotent being in that, more powerful than like you know anything they had ever encountered. So, uh, yeah. if anybody can really pull it off, it, I'm confident they can in that. So that'd be my top pick: is uh, Secret Wars Beyonder as the next big villain for the next mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I never thought about the Beyonder. Cool. What about uh, you, um, Steve? Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Uh, I think uh, with what you were saying, like how can they even top like Thanos? Um, it, it is actually the Beyonder storyline, and it actually conveniently would provide them a reason to uh, merge universes too, uh, because um, you know, like anything can happen in that story because the, the power level of it, you know, and the reality warping aspects of it mm-hmm. are such that yeah, they they could decide at that point to actually join. <laughs> the Fox <laughs> universe with the Marvel universe uh, through a secret wars type storyline. And I'm not going to go into it. So we don't spoil um, it for anybody, but yeah, I do think, uh, but I guess uh, maybe one that's uh, more close to my heart is uh, I'd like to see uh, a proper rendition of Dr. Doom. Um, and mm-hmm. I, so in, in that respect, uh, if the Fox deal goes through, I don't care if they do another fantastic four uh, at this point, I think Fo- the fantastic four is actually box office poison for at least 10 years so i don't i don't know if they're going to show up in, in the next 10 but um if it, they can at least just extract that one character that i would be interested in seeing uh in the uh the next uh mcu block interesting personally as it, far as it, a fantastic four i would at this point i would much rather see tobias funke's uh fantastic four musical <laughs> no nope and it, um it would be it, i i think fantastic four would be interesting if they could capture the spirit of the Incredibles and Incredibles 2. Like, that is pretty much a fantastic form. Yeah, I still yeah. It. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, since you guys were talking about villains um, and world building with uh, shows there, that, oh, man, so such a so many possibilities. 
uh, I'm just going to talk about a property I would love to see, and it is the Eternals. Um, and for those people who don't know that, um, it's they are pretty much gods, and they were created by Jack Kirby. Um, so, uh, how do I explain this? Um, well, nowhere the the planet that the collector's base was on was one of the Eternals' uh, heads. Those are celestials. So Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's a amateur mistake I made there. <laughs> sorry, but Go but ahead. the but the celestials and the new gods, like the um, the Eternals, were not new gods. New gods is DC. Yeesh, DC sorry, yeah. um, um, it's all Kirby stuff. That's all you need. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. They're they're sort of intertwined. Like, yeah, they're it, it's hard to explain, but they're like they're long living, super powerful beings. And uh, there was a really good story arc that was made by Neil Gaiman in. I guess the mid 2000s, 2005, maybe 2008. Um, and basically the Eternals had gone to sleep. Like their personas were hidden in humans and mm. uh, they would um, occasionally just, you know, come out um, when their powers have charged and then they would go back to sleep. Um, it's such a, it was such a good storyline and like just the artwork by like, Jack Kirby obviously is amazing and, would translate so well onto screen. I, I I highly suggest you guys read the the Eternals. Um, cool trade that uh, Neil Gaiman did. Wow, because yeah, it I'm is that good. Oh man, oh, now I got to find it. I have it somewhere here. You guys can borrow it if you want. Oh, I'm I'm sure I have it in PDF form too. <clears throat> anyway, um, so uh, there are four or five films. Um, four films announced. Captain Marvel, the Avengers film, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Guardians 3. Guardians 3. Um, any of you guys really excited about those films? I'm excited for Captain Marvel. Because yeah, Captain Marvel right now, yeah. It uh, is. I want to see all of them. I mean, I'm yeah, enjoying sure. everything right now. And they're spread at, a, you know, three of them are next year. And Guardians is 2020. So, you know. I think I think Captain Marvel being a film set in the past, building, it would be more building universe. Yep. Um, so I think that that's... Didn't they say that one's going to take place in the '90s or something? Yeah, or the, in the like, '90s, but it's going to introduce so many new things and and reintroduce oh man, us so, to uh, Lee Pace as Ronan. Yeah, yeah, and we get to see a young Sam Jackson, a young um, what's his name, Coulson. So that's going to be uh, Fun. interesting. Seeing him on bit on Neat. the big screen again, it'll be nice. Yeah, that would um, be nice. Yeah. Well, why don't we throw it out to our listeners? What are you looking forward to in the next ten years, and or what have you loved over your last? Uh, the last 10. Why don't we send them an email? Where can they email us? Um, I don't know, shows? Sure. They can send us an email to podcast at geekswithkids.ca or uh, our listeners can follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkidspodcast. And as always, you can find all of our episodes at libsyn.geekswithkids.com or on your favorite podcasting service. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. Yes, it really helps. <laughs> oh, such a good script, isn't it? Oh, um, yeah. So thanks, guys, for coming on and talking about Marvel and our love of the last 10 years. Thank you. That was fun. Oh, yeah. It, it makes me want to go watch some of the movies right now. Like, I feel like I, I want to go and turn yeah. on uh, The Winter Soldier. No, I think I, that's what I was thinking as well. Winter Soldier. Yeah, so I, don't to go yeah I, th- I think we could like keep talking about all the movies, you know, like surrounding the last 10 years easily as well. So, you know, maybe maybe down the road. There, there, there was a there was a time when I was planning this where I was like, should we go over each film individually? And I was no. like, 
do we want a four hour episode? (laughs) No, but uh, anyway, thanks guys for coming on and thank you for listening. Have a good night. Have a good night or day. Bye. Bye.